1: The Eagles are at the podium, and we have it covered here for you thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. that's K-I-S-T. And today we have Eagles head coach Doug Peterson talking with the media on Monday after the 22-17 loss to the Browns, which moves the Eagles to 3-6-1. Doug Peterson was asked straight away about the possibility of benching Carson Wentz, the calls for which are growing much louder, and he gave his usual stock answers. We're still on the hunt in the NFC East, not getting into Ivan blah, 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 blah. Uh, followed by giving some more curt answers and really just the guy was overall grumpy and snappy. Although other answers gave some better context to what went down on Sunday, including thoughts on run checks, killing plays that had design rollouts built in. I'm always excited to hear the term nub set used in oppressor presser regarding the Denzel Ward hit that forced a pick six and so on. But again, overall, the guy was not having it today. So if you want to hear can't take her as Doug, we got you covered. Before we get to that, one quick note for the Eagles. It is being reported that cornerback Cravon LeBron Blanc is likely to be placed on injured reserve after suffering a second degree high ankle sprain that leaves the Eagles with four healthy corners not including Jalen Mills so we'll see if they make a corresponding move in response to that all right let's kick it over to Peterson talking with the media today you had mentioned after the game yesterday about Carson um, and not thinking about benching him thinking would send the wrong message Um, when you look back at the film and and you start to think about moving forward in the NFC East and that message, it would say, if there was a seven and three team in this division, would that change your thinking?
2: That's a hypothetical question. And, uh, I'm not getting into that.
1: Well, it, can I follow up real quickly uh, as far as Carson? And,
2: right now, and, right now we're still in, we're still in the hunt. I mean, we're still, you know, we're still leading the division. So, you know, um, we have a lot to play
1: for right now. Go ahead, Daniel, and then Dave.
3: Hey, Doug. Uh, yesterday, Miles Sanders said that the Browns uh, made some adjustments after halftime. Um, I think he said their, their linebackers started coming a little bit more downhill. Uh, when you looked at the film, uh, what did you see you know, from the Cleveland defense in the second half?
2: Their linebackers coming downhill.
3: Thank you.
1: Go ahead, Dave, and then Tim. Hey Doug. um, Even before Jason Peters left the game yesterday, it seemed like he wasn't playing uh, at a very high level. What did you make of his performance? And is he your left tackle moving forward? Yeah, he's our left tackle
2: moving forward. Um, And and look, uh, there, there was, there was, uh, there were a lot of things that uh, you know, several things that sort of stood out after watching the film. You know, from a, a number of positions and. Um, not just one specific uh, spot or aspect of the game offensively, you know, and it's something that um, as you've heard me say this before, it's, there's enough to go around Uh, O-line running backs, tight ends, the quarterbacks, the receivers, a lot of, a lot of work uh, still needs to be done, uh, but we can get it done. Tim. And then Paul,
1: Doug, you get asked a lot about, uh, not rolling uh Carson Wentz out of the pocket more uh could you help give us insight into into why that's not happening is it is it not part of kind of your scheme is it something that that uh Carson doesn't like does something have to happen first until you get to that part like can you just help us uh, understand that better
2: no I, I you know the probably the the number one thing is just me calling it more honestly um we had success in a run game in the first half, and and my plan going into the second half was to kind of get him out of the pocket. It was to get him out of the pocket, especially on first and ten, um, you know, situations. Uh, you know, to to do that, and a couple of times we had we had in this game plan, um, we had the movement throws also kill. To a run, you know, a run uh, check uh, built into the game plan based on based on what the defense uh, gave us. So, some of that was all that. Some of that came up where we, you know, um, got to the run as opposed to the the quarterback movement. But but honestly, it's uh, probably more me just calling them.
3: Go
1: ahead, Paul and then Jeff McLean. Yeah, Doug. Two quick questions about uh, Carson's first interception.
2: A was was Rogers supposed to pick up Ward on the other on that side, and B it appeared
1: Rager was open on that play did did carson not see him uh what exactly happened there
2: yeah you know the, part of that protection obviously the tight ends have to be aware of especially on the nub side like that to to be aware of uh you know dbs coming off the edge it's unfortunate um you know that that, that happened and, and we just missed he, he saw him late and and tried to get a hand on him but uh, by then it was it, it was too late. He hit Carson. I, I do I do think that um, Carson did have an opportunity. I haven't spoken to Carson yet today. Uh, we'll see him here in a little bit, but haven't haven't had a chance to really talk to him about that play. But uh, it appeared that he had Jalen, you know, like right now, uh, off of the play fake, and and uh, possibly could have uh, completed that pass um, before the hit.
1: Go ahead, Jeff, and then Zach. Uh, two of my questions were taken, but uh, Doug, uh, wh- why is Alshon Jeffrey even being active? Why is he on the team?
2: Why is he on the team? Uh, yeah, well, younger you players, John you
1: uh, Hightower he, only got one snap. I mean, I mean, what's the point of playing Alshon Jeffrey at this point when he's not even going to be here next year? Uh, unlikely to be. Uh, I think a lot of fans are wondering what what what, what you're doing with Alshon Jeffrey.
2: Well, right now he's, uh, you know, he he is a part of the offense. He's a part of uh, what we've done, the success we've had here, and um, you know he is coming off of an injury, and uh, we do have to get him in the game a little bit more, and uh, you know that's uh, again that's on me to get him in the football game, and and uh, also also Hightower at the same time. So, um, you know, you also knew that uh, JJ was not available in this football game, and and um, you know Quez was down, so. Um, Alshon was uh, was up and active for, for this game.
3: Go ahead, Zach, and then Les. Hey, good afternoon, Doug. Jalen Hurts played one offensive snap. Regardless of the way Carson is playing, why isn't Hurts on the field more, and is this the type of workload and usage we should expect going forward?
2: No, I think I could get him in the game a little bit more. Go ahead, Les, and then Nick.
3: Hi, Doug. Okay.
1: On the discussion with the from yesterday about people asking you about benching Carson, it you said you didn't want to send the wrong message to the team uh, that you had given up. But I guess the counter to that would be by not doing something, do you send a message that any sort of mistake or poor play is excusable or that people aren't accountable for what they do?
2: No, I, I I kind of addressed it this morning on, on the radio. Um, and we, we still have a lot to play for, and we still have a lot to fix. We it's not, you know, in this city, the quarterback and the head coach, right? I mean, it's all about the QB and the head coach, and everybody else can uh, almost you know go by the wayside, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> and so it's almost like a two man a two man band. But uh, there there's enough. There's enough work to be done, as, I, as I've mentioned, by all positions. Um, receivers can play better. You know, the O-line can play better. We, we had, you know, how, how many different offenses? We played all nine offensive linemen yesterday in this game. You know, Opeta, who was a left guard, is now playing right guard, and we had to bump Pryor out to right tackle, and Driscoll was in there, and, you know, Malata's playing the left side. It was just, um, you know, another, another one of those days um you know running backs you know we need to hang on to the football um quarterback needs to play better you know defensively we, we've, gotta, we, we've gotta we've gotta we've got to get off the uh, off the field on third down we've got to be able to tackle better you know same way on special teams we've got to be able to tackle in space so there's there's enough to go around that none of it's excusable we all hold each other accountable coaches and players and, and that's why I keep saying that 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 we have a lot to play for. Um, there's a lot of pride here and uh, that's what we're gonna do.
3: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: Hi, Doug. Just talking about Alshon again, you know, since he's come back, Travis Fulgham's production has really been basically nil. Did you worry about that dynamic and and how you know reintroducing a a, a wide receiver can impact the rest of the group? Um, you were getting a lot of great production from Travis before that. No, um,
2: I'm not worried about that, but worried about you know Alshon's presence right now. I'm I'm I'm, I'm concerned about Trav, uh, Travis's uh, you know production and and getting him better and helping him get better. And and he needs to, he needs to get better. You know, uh, as I've mentioned, we all, we all have uh, enough to do, enough work to do. And, and um, obviously he, he's, he's part of that, uh, you know, he's part of that group.
1: Ruben and Kristen.
2: Hey, Doug, um, Nate Herbig. He he started, uh, didn't miss a snap. First nine games, uh, first eight games, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Hurt his hand or his finger.
1: He wasn't on the injury list this past week, but then he, he didn't play. What's going on with him? Uh, is he going to be back in the picture, or is, is there something more to it?
2: There's nothing more to it. Um, Opeta has deserved uh, the opportunity right now. And uh, with Isaac coming back, um, you know, it was just we had we had all the offensive linemen available, and, and we had to put a couple of guys down, you know, inactive for the game. So uh, Herbie's doing fine. He, he's, uh, you know, he, he's he's doing well, and and. Each week, um, you know, he's competing for one of those one of those backup spots uh, right now, or potentially a starter spot if there's an injury. Um, you know, uh, each week. Kristen and then Bo.
3: Hey, Doug. This Eagles team is no stranger to adversity. You guys have been through it before, kind of in similar situations for for the last two years. And you mentioned yesterday that this is going to be a challenge now, maybe even for the veteran leadership to make sure that guys stay in it. What's worked in years past and why are you maybe not seeing that right now?
2: Well, what has worked is uh, just just what you mentioned—the the leadership of the team, the veteran players, just just really embracing and and taking ownership in not only their their job but but uh, also the you know the the team and, and leading the football team and um, you know, there's there's been a lot of things that have surrounded this football team this year with with uh, the pandemic and COVID and you know, you know, injuries and and, and different things. And, and, you know, that we still have a lot to play for. We still have uh, an opportunity in our division to, to, to win the division eventually. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, it's going to take, it's going to take everybody. Um, Listen, that's, that's not, um, it's, I guess it's, it's, it's a hard task, right? It's, it's an uphill battle, but um, we just have to do our part. You know, I, I've got to coach better. The players have to – we have to practice better. And, and ultimately, we have to play better uh, in order to uh, uh, really get this, uh, you know, get this thing back on track.
1: Bo and then Martin. Doug, how was the uh, the game day operation different yesterday without without Press Taylor and Aaron Moorhead? What specifically did you guys do to uh, account for that?
2: Well, um uh, you know, I, I was a little more involved on the sideline uh, when, when I could and, and be a part. Nate, Nate uh, Sudfeld and Jalen did a nice job. Uh, Andrew Bryner and, and and Rich did a great job of, you know, getting on the heads, head either headsets or head the the phones and and, and talking through with the quarterbacks, uh, spending more time, you know, with with the receivers and the running backs and. And, and sort of bridging bridging that gap, uh, Coach Peel did a great job of, of communication. So we all just kind of took ownership in that, and, and uh, uh, just just sort of uh, involved everybody in that process.
1: Martin, and then Ed, Crax. hey Doug. Um, one of the things you said yesterday was, "This is going to be like a great sign to see who's in and who's out." Um, I was wondering, have you noticed anybody? not being all in at this point and and how concerning would it be if if you were to discover that was the case
2: I have not uh, discovered that so far um, I think that's more of a you know uh, maybe a word of caution to everybody like listen we still have messaging is not going to change right we still have our goals right in front of us and and, and I just want to make sure and everybody understands that, that uh, we still have a great opportunity, uh, as as poorly as things have been, uh, we still have a great opportunity in front of us. And I want to make sure that everybody understands that we still have to go out and practice. We still have to meet. We still got to do the things that, you know, uh, to to prepare ourselves for each for each game. And I just want to make sure that everybody understands that. Hey, we're all in on this, right? And it's kind of like we're pushing our uh, chips into the middle of the table, uh, so to speak. And and everybody's in and. And um, I haven't noticed
1: anybody not being in and
2: uh, wouldn't expect that.
1: Go ahead, Ed, and then Mike K. Hey, Doug, uh, might not be a popular question uh, because I want to ask you about the the positive, uh, any positives that you've seen, uh, you know, so far this season, especially someone like Alex Singleton, who has played all the snaps the last two weeks and has double-digit tackles. I mean, what do you see from him and what other positives do you see from anyone else uh, so far this year. I think Alex,
2: you know, as you mentioned, has been, uh, a big bright spot for us. He's been, uh, you know, he, as you mentioned, he's played, you know, a ton of snaps, obviously on defense, he's played, you know, he's a, he's a core teams player. Uh, he's a great leader, great energy, uh, giver, um, and, and just somebody that, uh, has really embraced his role. I, I think about, you know, guys like, you know, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, who have, you know, have been real, uh, you know, leaders of this football team. They play and practice hard each and every week. Uh, even you know, uh, you look at Miles Sanders and Boston Scott and kind of what they've done as a uh, in in the run game and, and kind of picking that up. I am encouraged. Obviously, some of the bright spots have been the receivers. Uh, quite frankly, uh, Travis has obviously you know uh, been a been a big big part of that and an emergence there. Jalen Rager is getting better the more he uh, the more he plays, you know, and, and then, um, Darius Slay, I think on the outside as a corner, uh, has really, uh, done some nice things there. Uh, you know, being able to shut down, you know, a top receiver, uh, on the opponent or, or whatever, you know, Jim asks him to do. So there are definitely some bright spots, um, and, and some positives, uh, on the football team that, uh, that have emerged, uh, this, uh, this season.
1: We've got time for a couple more. Sorry, I can't get to everyone. So, Mike Tay, and then Mike Sielski. Hey, Doug. Uh, I know a lot is being made of the offensive line shuffling, but when the offensive line is protecting and there is no pressure, what are you seeing from the passing game, and how would you evaluate the passing game when the offensive line is protecting, from a play calling standpoint, from a Carson standpoint, from a wide receiver standpoint?
2: Well, you know, when when you're seeing that, and and um, then then you have to look to the you have to look to the concept of the play. You have to look at the routes. You have to, you know, see if guys are in the right spots or, or doing the right things. And, and, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes, listen, give, give credit to the defense. You know, you've heard of a coverage sack before, and, and that's happened. You know, that's, that's real. Um, and then on top of that, Carson has had the ability to move and extend plays. And, and so, um, those are all things that are, that are part of that. Um, you know, we, we we when we do have clean pockets, normally we're we're doing some things well down the field. The ball's completed, uh, but at the same time, I've got to look at the again the concept, the routes, and making sure guys are in the right spots.
3: Go
0: ahead, Mike. Yeah, Doug. Um, since Carson kind of hit what could be called his peak in 2017, he had the torn ligament in his knee, he had the back injury, and he had a concussion. Those are three pretty serious injuries. What's been the effect on him of those from what you've seen and and what's been the effect of maybe on how you might call a game because of the after effects of those injuries
2: well i i I, I hesitate to comment on how he feels or what he is going through because that's that's more probably a question for Carson um but from a play caller standpoint you know those those injuries don't play a part, obviously, into, into how I approach the game uh, or how I call the game. Um, but I think to answer the first part of that, I, 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 you know, I would say that that's probably a, a Carson question to see how he feels and how he's overcome those uh, those injuries.